Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Judge James Gray. He's been a trial judge in Orange County, California since 1983 before becoming a judge. Served as a volunteer in the Peace Corps in Costa Rica. A staff judge advocate and criminal defense attorney in the Navy JAG Corps and a federal prosecutor in Los Angeles, a civil litigator attorney in private law firms, in addition to being a Republican candidate for U.S. Congress in 1998, he was a Libertarian candidate for U.S. Senate in 2004. Jim, welcome back, Judge. Good to have you. George, it's always nice to be with good people, and, and you have some really interesting listeners out there, too. Uh, you, you make an impact, so it's always nice to share thoughts with good people. They are the best. As a matter of fact, a lot of them got a hold of you on one of your appearances on our show, didn't they? George, it's true, and, and it really led me into a brand-new project. Uh, I was with you, <laughs> it was a year ago, the 4th of July, and uh, as a result of that, I received letters from 12 people incarcerated all around prisons in our country. And I started a correspondence with them, and uh, I just asked them, what's life like inside a prison? And I quote Fyodor Dovsievsky, who was that Russian novelist, and he said, you can tell more about a society by walking into its prisons than you can any other way. And I fear that we would not fare quite so well. But uh, from what I'm understanding, uh, things are not good in our prisons, and we need to bring transparency to prisons because they're in, it's our government, George, as you know, and if it's not working, it's our responsibility to do something about it. And I think that we are... We have an obligation to treat people in our custody with a minimum, at least, of security, nutrition, uh, medical care, and I don't think that's happening. 
There's about 2 million people in prisons right now, and I think about half of them, Judge, are listening to our program right now. <laughs> well, that, that could be. You do certainly have a following. But I, I understand that the United States of America, George, has 5% of the world's population and 25% of its prisoners. And there was a U.S. senator from Virginia named Jim Webb who heard those statistics and said something truly quotable, which is, either we're the most criminally oriented people in the world or we're doing something wrong, which do you think it is? And I think I know. It's just uh, we've, we've overdone the incarceration, and uh, that's not to say that we don't need prisons. We have some people out there that see us as their local, as their logical prey, and, and we have to remove them from society. But we have overdone the uh, mandatory minimum sentencing, the three strikes and you're out, uh, that sort of thing, and, and we need to get a grip on it. Are you saying making the conditions better or just trying to get rid of people who have been incarcerated for way too long? Uh, the or answer or is or yes both. to both questions. You know, we have people in there that, that are unable to even, they couldn't even throw their walker at you if they wanted to. You know, they're, they're feeble. Uh, they're not a harm to anybody. If, if anything, let's put them all into one place so that, you know, it's an elderly prison and, and treat them with, with more dignity. But uh, we have people that are serving mandatory minimum sentences of 20 years because they've been possessing child pornography from the Internet. Now, look, I fully understand child pornography is a miserable thing, but they didn't cause it. They didn't buy it. You know, they just download it, put them in jail, put them in prison for three or five years. It'll have the full deterrent effect. 20 years is just ridiculous. Especially if none of them has harmed a child. Well, and that's right. And, and I'm not a sociologist, but some say that, you know, if they, if they have that inclination, they can satisfy it by looking at pictures instead of going out and actually harming people, which is a net good thing. You know, George, mandatory minimum sentences are wrong, that no one in Congress or anywhere else can determine the rightful sentence for somebody. They don't know who it is. They don't know what the background is. They don't really know what the offense is. They don't know how badly the victims were injured, if at all. Leave judges to, from dis, some discretion. And I'm, my remedy in that, because obviously some judges sentence harsher and some more lightly, but make a panel of three judges to sentence together on all three of their cases. So that'll kind of bring things much more uh, on the, in, in the norm. And, and I think that we should do that. But mandatory minimum sentences are wonderful for politics and politicians, but they're terrible for everyone else. How many people do you think, Judge, are in prison over petty drug, drug crimes? Oh, me. Many, many, too many. Uh, many, of course, George, for pro parole violations. You know, we have, it's Norco State Prison here in California. It's in Riverside County. They have a recidivism rate within like a year and a half of 90%. You know, you go in there, say you're addicted to cocaine, whatever, you really don't get any drug treatment when you're there. You get out, you're a convicted felon, you can't get a job, uh, your family's pretty much deserted you, you're still addicted to cocaine, so what do you do? Well, you go back and take some cocaine because you get depressed, and then you fail a drug test, and bam, you're back in prison again. Uh, it's just, it's a revolving door, very expensive for the taxpayer, and doesn't do any good. But again, don't let me be misunderstood. People like Charles Manson, that sort of thing, they deserve to be in prison, but they should have a minimum threshold of security, nutrition, and, uh, and health care. And we're not giving that to them. Shame on us. I, I know a guy who uh, was raised in the inner city in St. Louis, uh, had a tough upbringing, uh, did some stupid things when he was a kid, and went to jail for it and paid his time. 
when he came out years later, he's an adult, and uh, he gets a job as a security guy uh, without a gun, of course, unarmed security guy. And he loved his job. He was, you know, like in a store watching people, making sure there was no one stealing things and stuff like that. Yes. He went out and bought a handgun, He got or he got a gun. And uh, his girlfriend turned him into the feds. Hmm. He got nine years in prison for it. Yep. He's still serving. And I'm yep. thinking to myself, he's a nice guy. He's honest. He's dependable. Nine years for this because he made a mistake? That's crazy. Well, it is crazy. It, 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 there's, there's no justification except politics. But there are some real things, George, that work. Uh, we have a group here in Southern California called Open Gate International, and they will take women that have previously been sexually uh, used. They will take people that have finished their drug rehabilitation. They'll take people that have been paroled after being incarcerated in prison and teach them to become chefs and cooks. It's a 12-week program. They don't charge for it, and they're successful in getting jobs, pretty high-level jobs for their their graduates. About 75% of them, they have a job, and the recidivism rate plummets. You know, if you have a job, you're much, much less likely to go back into the, the lifestyle that you were raised with. I mean, we need to focus more on those things. Again, I'm not coddling criminals, but uh, that we have many, many too many people in prison today that simply flat out should not be there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. During my uh, reporter days in Detroit, Judge, uh, I had a chance to tour the Wayne County Jail in Wayne County, Michigan. And that's a place you don't want to be. I mean, it, it, it's a mess. Why, why aren't we upgrading the prisons? Does it just cost too much money? George, I am on a project now to try to bring transparency to prison. You know, if you are in prison, there are a lot of horror stories that you hear. And, of course, I understand some people exaggerate and some people don't tell the truth, both in prison and out, by the way. But uh, they, there's, there's fights that are set up sometimes by prison guards. Uh, they have no political power, no political clout. And so, you know, there's some men that have, have told me, I have black mold in my prison cell. And he said, you know, he's, he turned it in to the, to the warden, and the warden conducted an investigation and said, no, you don't. Well, you know, come on. Bring, allow people in the media, like George Nury, for example, allow them free access to all of our nation's prisons so that they can go and they can, consistent with security issues, of course, but let them then talk with the inmates, talk with the warden, and, and report on those cases that they feel are justified, giving the wardens also equal time to tell their side of the story, but shine a light on it, because, um, goodness sakes, George, we the people are in charge of this country again, and if it isn't working, it's up to us. Expose these things and have prison guards wear body cameras, just like now we're requiring the police to. You and I know full well that if we're stopped by a police officer and we know that's being recorded, we're going to act a lot better, and so is the police officer. Same thing in our prisons. You know, we just need to bring transparency, and right now it is not there. What about other countries? I mean, we hear horror stories from China, Russia, North Korea, but what about other countries? What are they doing? You know, Western Europe only has about maybe 10 to 15 percent of the incarceration rate that we do, uh, and they teach rehabilitation, they teach job training, they get education, uh, they don't treat them, they, they give them jobs. By the way, we give a lot of inmates jobs, but they are paid something like 18 cents an hour, and of course, if they committed some form of offense, which they did, and they have restitution to make to their victims, of the 18 cents an hour, half of that goes to the victims. Well, I'm not arguing with that, but you have no incentive to work in, in anything if you're going to receive like nine cents an hour. So we need to change those things as well. But I tell you, job training really reduces recidivism rate. That's what the, the European countries focus on. No, George, you and I do not want to be in prison in China or Russia or North Korea. No. But, uh, the more civilized countries have a much, much lower recidivism. Uh, incarceration rate, and they're much, much lower recidivism rate because they actually do this. In California, we call them uh, correctional facilities. George, there's nothing correctional about them. 
Uh, it's just a warehousing, and it's a vicious place to be. When uh, skeptics will talk to you and say, Judge, you know, these people are criminals. They've broken the law. Some of them have robbed banks. They've, you know, robbed people. They've hurt people. Why do we want to pander to them? How do you answer that? Well, it's not a question of pander. It's a question that I don't care if you're Al Capone or, you know, you're, you've, whatever you've done, we as a civilized society have a duty, a moral obligation to treat people within a minimum of uh, health care. I, I received two days ago, George, a note from a man who was incarcerated who said that his wife is also incarcerated in a federal penitentiary, and she had breast cancer and had a lump removed that turned out to be cancerous six months ago. Now she has another lump in her breast, and she can't even see a medical doctor. I mean, that's just horrendous. That's, that's crazy. Not right. And sure. that's what's going on ostensibly. I don't know. People exaggerate the rest of that, although I bet a lot of them are listening to us right now. I told them they asked me when I was going to be on again, and I told some. But, but you know, I don't know, but we need to get the media in there to then investigate these things. And uh, if, if there are horrendous things happening, shine a light on it. If there aren't, then, by the way, if you come up for parole of a parole hearing, uh, obviously you're, you're not reformed because you're lying, you know, if, if that sort of thing. So it's a two-way sword, but it's, these are things that we need to focus a light on, and I'm trying to help, and I'm asking everybody listening here to join the cause. How do they join, Judge? Well, go to judgejimgray.com, and I will keep you apprised of that. That's my website, and uh, I'm trying to publish an article in in a newspaper now and then to try to get that out to people. I'll try to send it to governors who control prisons, allowing access to people from the media into the prisons, again, consistent with security issues. But uh, we as a, as a civilized society need to know what's going on to people that are in our custody. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.